All right, you kick us off. Onion. Beef. Yummy. Pork. Spatula. Chewing sounds. Hey, welcome to Chewing Sounds. I'm Karen Green. I'm Tony Green. Uh, this is the brother-sister cooking comedy podcast. Yeah. Uh, each episode, we choose a dish and two different recipes. We cook them, and then uh, we discuss. It's that simple. It's so simple, man. That's Why is it so hard for us to do this when it's so simple? I don't know. I don't We're not going to talk about how long it's been since we did an episode. We're just going to roll right through like this is normal. Welcome to our biannual podcast. <laughs> yeah. We record it twice a year now. Hey, you know what? This is episode 11, so like, I wow. think we're killing it. We're doing an amazing job. Can you Double believe how digits. long we've been doing this? <laughs> yeah, no, I can't at all. <laughs> it's wild. We're really committed to this biannual podcast. Yeah, I'd, uh, I, I want to sideswipe you, Karen, with a little, uh, a new segment that I'm going to introduce right now, completely unbeknownst to you. I feel sideswiped. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, what's a good name for it? I don't know. We'll figure that out later. But uh, you're going to guess how humid it is in my apartment right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Give me a percentage. Oof. Okay. Per- a humidity percentage. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, boy, I come from really like non-humid uh, climates, but I would, I would think like 50% would be high-ish humidity. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like at the upper end of uh, of comfortability. I think most people agree. Sure. Mine is currently my Thermo Pro little uh, machine that tells me the temperature and the humidity level is at seventy three percent. And there's oh. a little. It says wet, and then there's a little <laughs> emoji face next to it with a flat a flat mouth and two dead eyes that is just staring at me and saying. Tony, why is your apartment 73% humid and wet? Yeah, that little guy is not, he is judging you a little bit. Yeah. He's not happy with, with the current climate. Yeah, no, nor, nor am I, but anyway. 73%. Oh, hey, 74. <laughs> I think I oh talked too much. It's probably because you're talking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just spitting right at it. Okay, cool. Well, that's how we're going to start this episode. I feel like one of these days we're going to start this podcast because we do like a video chat where i can see you right now and you're just gonna kind of be like starting to grow green mold or algae on yourself just slowly become like a swamp monster is that something that happens (laughs) absolutely i think so yeah i don't know if my thermo pro will tell me that like if there's going to be a little a little symbol for like like there's going to be vines growing in the corner of my apartment (laughs) and they'll just be like rainforest sounds like Be like a Jumanji. monkey will swing <laughs> swing by. Yeah, exactly. Uh, your apartment's going to be slowly Jumanji'd. Yeah. <laughs> That's my life. Tiny, humid studio apartment in which I cook. Good segue into talking about what, what we did and how yeah. well we did it. I, I do like that we started that way because, yeah, this week was a maybe the most... It was an ordeal, and we'll get into that, but <laughs> it was a lot. Okay, well, before we get into the recipes... Um, I had a little bit of food news to update you on. Hit me. Seeing as how we're uh, headed into the holidays, the holiday cooking, uh, had some important Brussels sprout news to share with you. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think this is actually, it's a little bit of old news, but it's new news to you. So that counts. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, uh, what would you say the 
the reputation of Brussels sprouts has been in the past? Um, I mean, for a very long time, certainly a, a reviled, you know, the enemy of children. One would certainly group them in with, with broccoli, but my mm-hmm. God, what PR, what Brussels sprouts PR has done for them in the past 10, 15 years is almost unrivaled. Oh, Tony, you are in for such a treat, such a surprise, oh, because okay. that's what I assumed too. You know, Brussels sprouts had this reputation of being gross, bitter, children hate them. And then somewhere in the last decade or so, they've they've like sprung onto every like bistro uh, appetizer, you know, menu. Everyone loves them. And I guess we kind of assumed, yeah, that either it was just like great Brussels sprout PR or maybe like, you know, your tastes change as you get older and maybe we just have a more like refined palate. Sure. No, it's not true. No. Brussels sprouts actually have changed in the in the 90s so apparently yeah brussels sprouts used to have uh this chemical compound called glucosinolate which can be found in uh other what's the word cruciferous cruciferous vegetables (laughs) your Uh, uh, your your cabbages your kales your broccolis right yeah exactly uh and apparently it's one of those things that like not everyone can taste, but enough people can taste it, and it just tastes, like, really, really bitter. Like, it's actually, it's what deters, like, bugs and things from, like, eating the plants, including humans. Uh, so in the 1990s, a Dutch scientist named Hans van Dorn, uh, like, kind of isolated this chemical compound and started, like, breeding it out of Brussels sprouts. Hell so yeah, they- Hans. Yeah, good job, Hans van Dorn. Uh, and so, yeah, since the 90s, Brussels sprouts have actually become less bitter and more palatable. Wow. Does that mean bugs like them now, though? Is that an issue? Possibly. Uh, the only thing this article, I got this from an article on my recipes, and the only thing they did say is that by removing that compound, um, we also removed a lot of the cancer-fighting um, properties of Brussels sprouts. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. So look, we're all going to get more cancer, but at least things taste better. Uh, and I'm not sure about the bugs. I mean, they probably just loaded them up with pesticides and solved that problem. So yeah, I guess that's not an issue. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I could have told you that making that taste better would probably make it less healthful and uh, a completely fine trade off, I would say. I'm fine with it. Honestly, they have other health benefits, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Got kids to eat their vegetables. And now... I don't know if there's like a current uh like vegetable that is demonized like the way Brussels sprouts used to be. Yeah, I was going to say what other what other vegetable do we need to start breeding? What what other vegetable do we need to assign to Hans this I assume super celebrity in uh the <laughs> Netherlands. Yeah, is I'm he sure cute? he has I bet he was I bet he was like kind of a smoke show. I don't know. I love oh this my guy. Gosh. Well, I absolutely have to look that up now. But yeah, I was gonna say he surely has like an annual uh parade honoring the work that he's done. Yeah. Uh Hans van Dorn. The very first thing that comes up is just the page for Brussels sprouts. But I want images. Oh boy, there's a lot of Hans van Dorns apparently. <laughs> oh darn. Yeah, it's like I'm not sure which John one Smith. Is. Yeah, is the Brussels sprouts. Oh, well, never mind. We, we can add it in later if we find a particularly uh, alluring photo of him. 
yeah, we're just going to assume he's a smoke show. I'm kind of picturing him. I don't know why Pierce Brosnan jumped to mind because he's certainly oh, probably not a Dutch Dutch looking fellow, but a blonde Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> blonde Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, sort of a Pierce Van Brosnan. But yeah. Anyway. Cool. Doing God's work with Brussels sprouts. <laughs> well, doing the opposite of God's work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Defying God and saying, "Uh, you fucked this up a little bit." Yeah. But I'm gonna make him sweet like candy. I think we can improve on this. <laughs> yeah. Nice try, God. Yeah. Oh well. But anyway, now you know. Wow, I feel empowered. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> You're welcome. Spread the word, Tony. <laughs> you want to get into talking about our shitty crab cakes? Oh my gosh, the crab cakes, man. Yeah. So I'm just gonna start by saying this was your bad. You chose crab cakes. Why did yeah. you do that? <laughs> What's crazy is your pitch for the next recipe was like, I want to do seafood, and I want to do something that's like somewhat simple and straightforward. And, and is kind of a whole meal, which was a bit mm-hmm. of a stretch. But, you know, you were like, I want it to be something that lends itself to being like an entire meal rather than just some random little thing. And I don't know how yeah. that request got mutated into almost the exact opposite, which is crab cakes. <laughs> yeah, which is a very standalone thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess I was thinking it'd be fun to like, and I can't even think of a single example now, so I don't know why I put this forth, but like, there's got to be some dish that's just like a, a full meal with like entree and sides like all together. Like I just wanted to I wanted all of the decisions made for me. I think that's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah, that was a big ask, I will say. In hindsight now, I'm, I'm confident in saying that recipes don't usually work like that. <laughs> I know, and uh, I guess on some level, I decided to punish you for your for your optimism and your childishness. I wanted to break your spirit. <laughs> so I suggested crab cakes, which I do like. Quite a bit from restaurants. I think you'd agree. You're a crab cake fan. Absolutely. Um, And I think, you know, I was on board with this because I have had some really excellent crab cakes uh, at restaurants. But then lately, I'd say the past few years, I've only really had like totally mediocre crab cakes at restaurants because I think they like (sighs) stuff them with filler and you can't even really taste the crab. And, you know, they're like, pricey so you have high expectations and I've been like very disappointed the past few years with all the crab cakes I've had so I I was on board with attempting to like make them and improve uh, upon the crab cakes I've had interesting yeah I mean we are over here on the west coast you know Mm -hmm. we're not in crab cake country which would certainly be eastern seaboard yeah but you're in the pacific northwest that's got you know there's a there's a crab lifestyle there There absolutely is. In fact, a little side note, last time I went camping, I think it was this was 4th of July weekend, uh, we were camping out at the coast here in Oregon. And one of the people actually brought crab pots because you can go crabbing in Oregon. Oh, like the things you use to catch crabs. Yeah, the little cages that you like dunk into the water and then you just like leave them there. And they have little like entryways for crabs to go into, but then they can't get back out. So the idea is they just get stuck in the crab pots uh so it was kind of fun because yeah this guy like put in the crab pots off of this like bridge thing near where we were camping and then the next day like the whole group this was like a whole family camp outing so it was like maybe 15 of us kind of like walked over there all together the kids dogs everything it was like this big thing we walked over to like see the crab pots and then they started pulling them up and it was just like the biggest mound of like 
green gushy seaweedy stuff you can imagine i mean like it was giant i think it took like at least five grown men to like pull this crab pot out <laughs> because it was just so covered in seaweed um and then they finally got it up and we picked off all the seaweed and not a single thing inside the crab pot <laughs> wow just totally empty and you could actually see crabs in the water you know and they were all just <laughs> kind of like side-eyeing the crab pot like nice tribe yeah <laughs> flipping you off with their little hands yeah and then they rode off on their little motorcycles like see you later <laughs> damn dude you guys got played <laughs> yeah so anyway that was fun it sounds fun <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah, crabs of are fun, getting wily, I guess. They're hard to catch. <laughs> yeah, speaking, hey, speaking of crabs being hard to catch, how is your uh how would you say your journey to just uh, to get crab was? Oh my god, such an ordeal. I mean, okay, so I I know very little about crab and crab meat. Um and I chose a recipe. My recipe was a uh, food and wine Baltimore style crab cakes. And I think I chose it because it had very few ingredients. There's literally like one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight. So like nine ingredients. Uh, and it's mostly about the crab. So I figured like I need to get really good fresh. I was I think I was looking for like fresh crab meat that's just like in the deli case, like not frozen, yeah. whatever. Um, and I think I went to like five or six different places looking for it and just could not find it at all anywhere i on the other hand went to santa monica seafood at the recommendation of a coworker who i was telling about you know my my crab cake my upcoming crab cake challenge mm -hmm. and uh yeah i showed up there and they had you know i mean would have been amazing to get uh chesapeake blue crabs or whatever it is because my recipe is also like a baltimore you know slash maryland style crab cake with very little filler mostly crab. Um, and these blue crabs are, I guess, like the gold standard for this kind of crab cake is my understanding because they're it's very sweet. It's kind of a sweet delicacy of a crab. And uh, yeah, I just showed up at San Monica Seafood. They had like three quarters of a pound of picked Dungeness crab left. That's all they had. So I just got that I tried to get a half pound, but they clearly wanted to get rid of it all. So they just, <laughs> yeah. the guy just filled it all up and then was like, oh, gee whiz, it's three quarters of a pound. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to ask you to put back 0.25 pounds, even though it was $50 a pound. Oof, so this was gosh. a very considerable crab purchase. Yeah. But yeah, it could not have been easier. I was so excited. Man, the first place you went, just like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was nice, but I mean... I've been on some crazy wild goose chases for this podcast in the past, so I kind of felt like I was owed an easy one. That's true. I suppose it was my turn for the wild goose chase. Because, yeah, the very first place I went is uh, there's a, um, a seafood restaurant that you and I have eaten at um, on Burnside here in Portland. I forget what it's – I think it's called Flying Fish. And they also have a seafood yeah. market attached to it. So I was like, perfect. That's definitely the place I'll go. And I even checked the website ahead of time. And I think they updated every Friday with their, like, list of stuff. Um, and I, I saw crab meat on there, like, and so I also was just looking for like picked crab meat, which means it's like out of the shell and like clean, you know, crab shell has been like taken out of it. Cause I just did not want to have to like de-shell a crab. <laughs> I was already feeling very low energy. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I went to the fish market and they were like, oh, we just ran out of it, you know, and we don't know when it'll be restocked. I think it was going to be like another week. So then I think I went. So then I just like walked across the street to a Whole Foods. They didn't have any. This is the thing I realized is that a lot of grocery stores have like preformed crab cakes. I saw a lot mm-hmm. of those in deli markets and I was like, well, I can't do that. <laughs> um, so then I, I went over from Santa Monica Seafood just to compare. Yeah. Wait, what? Just, just what? to like, just to compare against my own crab cakes, I bought a preformed like Maryland style crab cake that they also had. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to that when we talk cooking. Yeah. I wonder which was, which was better. Um, anyway, so then I think my search took me to, you know, I checked like a new seasons and then I started hitting up like the Asian markets. So I went to H Mart, my, my favorite and they have actually live seafood. So they had like a an aquarium of crabs. And I was like standing there considering it. <laughs> I was just like, you know, my whole like squirminess was like, I can't, I'm looking at this live crab in this little tank. And I'm like, can I actually order this live crab and have it killed? It just weirded me out. And then I was like, I don't know how to boil a crab. I don't know how to deep. Uh, shell it and all that de-inside it de-inside it yeah. yeah gut a crab it just all seemed like too much to me and then the next few asian fish markets i went to had the same thing where it was like live crabs in a tank and i was just like i can't do this i actually went to one fish market that was just like live crab and lobster and fish and just the most intense fishy smell and the ground was all wet and kind of flooded as if something was oh going yeah wrong. <laughs> that's how you know it's good they got seawater on the ground yeah it was legit i'm surprised there weren't <laughs> fishes just like on the ground swimming around uh so yeah after all of that oh my god i just finally like went all the way out to beaverton which is like a 30 minute drive to another asian market iwajimaya which i think is a chain and i finally found these little tiny, I think it was like a half pound package of frozen red crab meat. And the the um, name of it, what am I trying to say? Whatever. The name of the company is just called Savory. It's just Savory. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I finally found like red frozen crab meat and I bought two little tiny frozen boxes of it. Uh, and it was, I think they were like $17 each. So a little less pricey, but... I was like, this is fine. I'm going for it. Yeah, yeah. At that point, I mean, you probably would have bought crab meat from anyone, from just a, you know, just a back alley crab dealer at that point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was so desperate at that point. I think because yeah, I was texting there. you during this, and I was like, if this doesn't work, I'm just going to go to a restaurant and order crab cakes. And Yeah, yeah we talked about that as an option. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting around with three quarters really a whole pound of crab in my fridge just being too lazy to cook it i left it in there for like three days before i finally cooked it your 50 dollar crab meat you're just like yeah oh, fine. <laughs> yeah it really felt like i had 50 dollars in my fridge that was just just molding and going bad and i felt bad about <laughs> it but god some days you just don't feel like cooking anything more than a frozen pizza and i guess that's why you and i do this damn podcast is because we're trying to get ourselves to cook more yes we have to force ourselves. Oh my gosh. I think also I just, I have completely lost all cooking momentum because the past few months I was working like two jobs over the summer. So I would work all through like dinner time. Anyway, I just have not cooked in like 
three months probably literally just been living off um like hot dogs and frozen trader joe's meals (laughs) oh karen i didn't know it was that bad i didn't know it was hot dog bad well, because I was working the ba- the pickles baseball games, and they had free right. hot, yeah, hot dog or hot dogs. <laughs> That's all you could eat. It was either yeah. that or eating potato chips for dinner. So, damn. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. On eating all those hot dogs. Yeah, I'm still I'm still in recovery from them. <laughs> <laughs> you still shake sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through withdrawals. Uh, all right. You want to get into these recipes, my man? Oh, sure. Okay. So you mentioned yours was Baltimore slash Maryland style crab cakes. I guess I, I just assume a difference. Oh, go ahead. I just assume if they say Baltimore crab cake, it's the same as a Maryland crab cake. I uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Because I feel like I saw Maryland style crab cake recipes and then I also saw Baltimore style. So I was assuming it was different. But no, probably those are the same thing. Because <laughs> Baltimore well, is in Maryland. Baltimore is in Maryland. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. So what yeah, what was your recipe all about? All right. Mine is from uh, Food52. This is a website that I'm vaguely aware of, but not one that I've really used. And uh, I'm trying to figure, I don't even remember really why I chose it. I guess it was just, I was looking for something simple. I wanted not a lot of binders either. It's just crab, mayonnaise, lemon juice, Old Bay, Dijon mustard, panko breadcrumbs. That's it. You're good to go. Nice. Okay. Similar to mine, I feel like maybe I chose mine because one, not a lot of binders. I mean, it had mayo, egg, John mustard, Worcestershire, a little mm-hmm. bit of hot sauce. Um, and then instead of breadcrumbs, it says to use 20 saltine crackers, finely crushed. And I really liked nice. that idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cute. That's classic. I saw that in a yeah. lot of things. Yeah, that seemed fun. So that's what I went with. So then what? How did yours... I mean, oh, you just mix go. the shit up. And okay, so I, uh, I've been watching some like YouTube cooking videos lately. Just when I'm like lying on the couch, just tuning out after work, you know. Sure. <laughs> just something to do. And uh, one of the recommendations recently was read your whole recipe, which really, really came to the forefront of my mind when I was ready to cook these crab cakes and realized that I okay. had to. Have you yeah. not been doing that? I mean, I do. <laughs> no, you know what? Screw it. I don't read the whole recipe beforehand. I guess I just thought I was doing that, but clearly I didn't because I got to the end of this recipe and realized that I had to refrigerate it, the the crab mixture, for at least an hour and up to overnight. And this was probably, this was about 8 o'clock. Yeah. So I'm already, you know, a little behind on the average American dinner hour and also when I would very much like to be having dinner. So I made myself a dinner, a mini pasta dinner, a tiny pasta dinner <laughs> so that in an hour at nine o'clock, I could fry up these crab cakes mm-hmm. and still be a little bit hungry. And yeah. I did that. I refrigerated it for an hour, mm-hmm. got it out, I'm swished sorry, just- them up. Just to go back to the instructions thing. So clearly, when you were in school, you never had a class where the teacher gave you a test, and at the top it said, read through the whole test beforehand. And then you read through the whole test, and then at the very end of the test it says, don't fill anything out, put your pencils down. Did that ever happen to you? That kind of rings a bell. Obviously, that happened to you, and this, this imprinted deeply on you. 
I do. I don't remember the whole context of it or how old I was, but I know that that happened to me. And it was that thing where like a bunch of kids start like filling out the test, like multiple choice or blah, blah, blah. And then some other kids are just like sitting there like so smug and happy with themselves. Can they just put their oh, pencils yeah. down? Anyway, I, not that it always helps, but I do always read through a full recipe, I think after that little lesson. So anyway. Yeah, no, I yeah. guess I don't. <laughs> Part of my brain was just like, oh, this is going to be quick and easy. It, it, it didn't occur to me that there was a resting phase. Yeah. It's lesson learned. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe lesson not learned. Maybe I did do that thing in like elementary school and I just forgot that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be your curse to just always, yeah, come upon some some surprising thing in the middle of a recipe that's going to throw everything off. Oh my God, but anyway. It's easy. I don't understand. <laughs> so you're smushing up your crab cakes at 9 p.m. Yeah, you know, I cook my little pre-made one to compare, and then I make two cakes with my mixture, which is probably only about a third of my mixture, maybe a little more than that, you know? I don't want to cook them all up, but I'm also thinking, shit, this is going to make like six to eight cakes. I don't want to let this mixture just sit in the fridge like for another day either. But at that point, I was tired and desperate, so I just cooked my little my two crab cakes and my pre-made one, and I made some tartar sauce. Uh, same website, just a very basic tartar sauce: dill, capers, um, chopped Cornish pickles, lemon juice, mayo. Yeah, nice and simple. Okay, I yeah. At this point, my process was pretty similar, except I did read about the resting part so I think it was at like 5 p.m. or something I mixed up my my crab stuff um and I did my crab was definitely um like juicier like the packaging once it had thawed so I left it to thaw like overnight in the fridge and then when I opened the packaging like it's very wet so I had Mm -hmm. to kind of I just like dunked my whole hand in this little bag and like pulled up the dripping crab meat and tried tried to let the juices like drain out a little bit um, but I mixed up all my stuff. It doesn't say anything in the recipe about like what the consistency of this mixture should be. Mm. So I just dunked, you know, I mixed up my mayonnaise and Worcestershire and hot sauce and just put everything in there. Oh, and I, I started like mashing up my saltines, but then eventually I realized I should probably use a food processor. So <laughs> I did that, <laughs> but I mixed it all up and like left it to sit. And even at the time when I mixed it all up, I was like, this looks way too wet this looks yeah how sloppy are we talking here (laughs) yeah i don't know how was yours did you have oh mine looks good no mine was you know my crab was did not have a ton of liquid in it okay because it had just been sitting out in a deli case and it was not you know frozen in crab juice or whatever still in (laughs) seawater yeah exactly Uh, my mind looks pretty good okay all right seems like you're on the right track (laughs) yeah i thought so but yeah. uh, how about cooking? How'd that go? Well, um, I think maybe I'll just show you. Do you have your phone uh, nearby? Because I'm going to send you a picture. Let me grab it real quick. Okay. So I, I formed I formed mine into patties best I could, you know, and I put them in the, the hot oil and I fried them up and I really did my best and this is what I got in the end. Just send that just send that to you. All right. Uh, audience, I am looking at my phone. I am waiting. This would appear to be a sea creature's vomit <laughs> on a yellow plate. 
this yeah. looks okay. So you couldn't call this a crab cake where you to deliver this to a table in a restaurant. No, it is just a mashed a mashed up pile of kind of uncooked crab mush with some browned bits mixed yeah. in there. Yeah. You could call it a crab free for all. You could call it a crab massacre. You could maybe <laughs> get away with calling it a crab jamboree if you really wanted to put a spin on it. But this is just crab chaos. This is insane. It is crab chaos. Holy <laughs> shit, Gary. <laughs> so those binders did not work at all. Did not work at all. It was way too wet. I, I started off with three crab patties and then I just got crab chaos. It was just a big mashed up mush of crab on my plate. There was absolutely no way I could keep them in patty form. <laughs> It was wow, I'm feeling so much better about mine. <laughs> yeah, your whole thing is better than mine. I don't have any photos, Karen. I'm sorry. I felt <laughs> completely down on my face. It was so late. And also, I think you and I discussed this. I didn't feel like crab cakes. It's not actually a food that you can just always feel like I'm finding. It's not I something know. I eat weekly or even monthly. Yeah, it's a very specific. I'm realizing now that the only time I crave crab cakes is when I'm like, in the land of crab cakes, like when I go to the coast and there's like yeah. seafood restaurants around, you know. When you're in that just like romantic seaside misty <laughs> kind of world where you're feeling like, oh, I'd love to eat a little a little cake made of sea creatures. Yeah. Is it the but smell when of sea air that activates the craving? Maybe without that, it's just, you can't force yeah, yourself you, to want crab you cakes. You smell the sea air. You see a lighthouse. You're eating saltwater taffy. You know, yeah. Well, you're the eating saltwater taffy. Really, I'm eating so much saltwater taffy. I can't believe this is not everyone's favorite candy. There's so many kinds when you go to like one of those candy stores. I'm eating raspberry jelly beans from the candy shop. Maybe not yeah. the the taffy, but yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, when you're just like it's a Tuesday night, you're in your humid apartment. You don't actually feel Slowly like eating mold on yourself. Yeah, and you're hot and sweaty. You don't feel like eating crab cakes at your coffee table on your couch at 9.30, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, mine stayed together pretty well, so okay. I will give it that. I got a nice brown on them. The ones that I made had, like, a really wispy, like, contoured crispness to them because the crab fibers, just that kind of thing, you know? Wispy, okay. Wispy, like a nice light crisp around the edges whereas the prepared one i bought and cooked had it didn't have a lot of craggy crab edges it was very like flat and well smooshed mm-hmm. and so, you so when like, i lumps of crab meat still yeah yeah nice yeah. lumps nice irregular edges that just got like a really good brown crisp on them mm-hmm. i will say so i i tried this again even though as you say so I was still able to take bites of my crab mush and it was okay. <laughs> yeah. And then I still had a, a big bowl of like crab stuff. So I actually, the next day I added some more saltines to the mix. And then when I formed the patties, uh, are you, Tony, you're making a, a grossed out phase. Are you looking at my crab picture again? <laughs> well, I'm zooming in on your crab picture and I don't know if you know this, but like toward the bottom right side of your crab debacle there is just like liquid dribbling out of the pile of crab down the plate do you see that oh no (laughs) just a big goopy you can't tell the consistency but it literally looks like it looks looks like crab snot yeah (laughs) this is it looks like yeah it looks 
It's like uh, melted Vaseline. Okay, well, look, allow me to redeem myself, Vaseline. Yeah, go for it. Allow me to redeem myself. So the second day, I added more saltines. I form, I let it sit for another hour or so. I formed the crab crab cakes. Uh, and then I actually set them on a paper towel and dabbed off some extra moisture and fried them Ooh. up. And this is what I got the following day. Okay, audience, I am waiting for a redemption photo. Oh my God, it's beautiful. It's perfect. Look at this. <laughs> Coleslaw, little little wedges of lemon. Mm-hmm. Distinctly rounded cake-like crab patties. Perfectly browned, no crab. Oh, beautifully browned. <laughs> Wait, let me zoom yeah. in and just make sure that that's true because you didn't even realize it was on the other photo. That's true. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no snab, no snab crot, <laughs> no, no <laughs> crab snot. Oh, that's snap a great crot. plate. Beautiful. Uh, thank you. And um, I will say that they tasted the same as the crab chaos. Sure. Like, it was still just kind of like uh, this is fine. I don't know. I don't know where I went wrong with the like. I I tasted crab a bit. But it was it was very very salty. I will say, probably Ooh, I so guess from mine. the saltines. Yeah, was yours real savory? My yes, it was quite salty. Um, I would assume Old Bay, which I which was the only I didn't salt anything, so I would assume that maybe Old Bay has some salt in it. I don't yeah. know about that, but it actually might not have even been the crab cakes that were salty. Which, by the way, the crab cakes were okay, but they the crab was very tough and oh. chewy. And that might be because, obviously, anyway. yeah, and I might have yeah. just overcooked it at that point, you know. Hmm. I I don't actually know. <laughs> I wish I had more <laughs> insights into that. Yeah, it's really a crapshoot buying crab. I don't know. Yeah, but I was gonna say I think what made it so salty was this tartar sauce recipe. Between the capers and the pickles and the two tablespoons of lemon, it was so salty and so tart mm. that it was really awful. Oh, no. It was really bad. Like, it didn't have any of that nice sweetness that you want to, like, balance out that salty and acidity yeah. that you get from, like, you know, the acid, all that pickled stuff, and the capers being really salty. So, yeah, neither of my crab cakes, preformed or the ones I made, were, like, particularly good. Mine were, I would say, better than the preformed one, though, just because there was some good crispy texture. Yeah. And uh, the crab was good. But I kind of knew in the back of my mind at that point I would be throwing the other, like, $25 worth of crab I had in the fridge away. Ouch. And that is exactly what happened. Yeah. The next day, I was just like, no, there's really no, there's no way in hell I'm going to eat more crab cakes. Yeah. I My third night, uh, even though I had now perfected the crab cake form, and I will say that, like, the crab cakes were probably better than the very disappointing like restaurant crab cakes I've had the past few years. Interesting. Because at least you could like taste the crab, but they weren't great. And then by the third night, I still had a bunch of crab mix mixed up, but I just opted for leftover frozen pizza instead. So if that nice, tells you dude. anything. <laughs> yeah. I made a, I made a freshetta gluten-free pizza. Yeah, there you go. And I, I dumped it was, it was the rest amazing. of my crab stuff in the garbage too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's just overall pretty disappointing. Yeah, not a great experience, I would say. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Great. We don't have any real good information about crab cakes to give you. We kind of screwed it up. Yeah, if you're really in the mood for crab cakes, uh, go to Jake's famous something in downtown Portland next to the Crystal Ballroom. They got good crab cakes. That's all I can tell you. 
They're quite good, yeah. One yeah. last crab cake thought, though. Did you make a sauce, or did you just have your little creamy coleslaw? I did not make a sauce, because I think on this recipe, or something that I looked up, they said you could make, like, a, a rum, rumelade, rumelade? How do you say that? I think it's remoulade. You almost remoulade. said rumpoulade, I feel Rumpel, like. Rumpoulade. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I looked, and it was just too much work, and it had horseradish and stuff in it, and I was like, nah. Uh, and so I just... I don't know, just didn't make a sauce, just used the lemon. But then I ate it like with the creamy coleslaw. There was a lot of mayo in this whole thing already. And I just thought, I don't know <laughs> if I very, need <laughs> Very much a mayo-based meal, yeah. Yeah, super mayo-y. And actually it was fine just using the, the coleslaw as kind of a sauce and the lemon wedges. Yeah, I will say that if you are looking to get more mayo in your diet, if that's like a dietary deficiency for you, Crab cakes with remoulade and creamy coleslaw is the way to go. If you oh want to gosh. hit that that recommended daily allowance, that RDA of what is it like eight or nine tablespoons of mayo a day, then this is. I would highly recommend this meal. Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. you're not getting enough mayo after this, you might have a little problem. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Yeah, but I, I you need to tweak this freaking food fifty two tartar sauce recipe. Maybe I maybe I screwed up some of the. Some of the calculations, but just add good? things in slowly. It was so tart, so salty, as I said. Too much. Oof, yeah. I don't know why I thought Food 52 was like they sold um, like kitchen stuff. I didn't know they had They recipes. also do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is oh. a one-stop shop. I, I don't really know what all is going on on this website. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a bit of a mystery. I'll have to check it out more. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was crab cakes, I guess. <laughs> that was crab cakes. Sorry. Um <laughs> Well, Karen, are you ready to test your crab knowledge in Tony's Crab Quiz Corner? I am very excited for this. I know very little Excellent. about crabs. Let's except do that it. Hard well, to catch. I don't know if you're going to know much more after these questions. As you know, I don't tend to hew too closely to the topic at hand, but you're going <laughs> to learn about something, I think. So wonderful. Let's get it going. Gosh, we should really have a song for this. Just a we little really ditty. Should. I'll work on that maybe. Yeah. All right. Question number one. Mm -hmm. How did John Beavis, I am choosing to pronounce his name that way. It might be Bevis, but I'm going to mm -hmm. say Beavis. How did John Beavis, who discovered uncle the crab. The famous Beavis, Beavis. Oh, yeah. Oh, great, 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 great uncle. Yeah. Oh. How did John Beavis, who discovered the crab nebula in 1731, somewhat ironically <laughs> die? And let's not rake <laughs> me over the coals for using the word ironically bad. Just let it go. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if this is actual irony. A, butter overdose after a crab-eating competition. Wow. B, fell off uh, his uh, telescope. Oh. Sorry, I was going to ask, crab nebula, <laughs> we're talking about a, a group of stars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. In, in outer space. Okay. <laughs> exactly. A, a, a group of stars or something. <laughs> Actually, I don't know okay. what it is either. <laughs> cool, cool. 1731. So, you know, this is this is a hell of a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, a, butter, dose, butter overdose after a crab eating competition. B, fell off his telescope. C, squished by an asteroid. Or D, from an infected cut on his finger from breaking into a crab shell. Whoa. Okay. Telescope would be a bit crazy. I don't know how you would fall off a telescope. I don't know that you have to get atop a telescope in order to to view. But this I don't is seventeen thirty one. Yeah, let's yeah. keep in mind that we probably don't know what telescopes looked like back then. This is very true. Okay, I am gonna go with the cut finger from crab shell. That's incorrect, and I. <sighs> 
thought that you would choose that because it is a very good old-timey death. But no, the fact that he named it the Crab Nebula has nothing to do with the way he died, nor is there any real irony there. He just fell off his telescope, which I guess was big enough to fall (laughs) off of and die back then. Wow. Okay, that that was a pretty good red herring thing, yeah. Kind of a bummer to start out with. Yeah, Yeah, it is a bummer. Did he at least live to a ripe old age, or was he like 24 or something? Good question. Let me find out real quick. I don't know why I'm interested in that. Uh, yeah. Well, you asked me, and I'm going to tell you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> oh, 75. What are you doing on a telescope at 75, Beavis? Oh, man. Yeah. Got to get your shit, apprentice crazy. to go up there and just report back on what he sees or something. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at 75, his telescope could have just been, like, barely off the ground. I don't know yeah. why he's on it, though. Anyway. All right, moving on. Number two, the Crab Bowl Classic, a series of hotly contested football games between rivals the Maryland Terrapins and the Navy Midshipmen, was put on a 41-year hiatus after what controversial event occurred in the 1964 game? Mm -hmm. Followed all that? That was long. (laughs) Sorry, I I may have been looking up... um... Hans van Dorn again, just to see if he's hot or not. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that dreamy look in your eyes, and I was like, I don't think you're responding to the Crab Bowl Classic right now. I'm so sorry. That is my bad. Can you repeat the question? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. The Crab Bowl Classic, a series of hotly contested football games between rivals the Maryland Terrapins and the Navy Midshipmen, was put on a 41-year hiatus after what controversial event occurred in the 1964 game. Ooh, okay. Got it? Now I follow. Two football rivals. A, the woman who performed the national anthem changed some words, or sorry, replaced some words with jeers aimed at the Maryland team, so she was a Navy supporter. B, Maryland supporters burned in effigy of naval mascot Bill the Goat. Wow. C, seven Navy players vomited on field due to the residual smell of their helmets having been filled the night before with fish guts by Terrapin players. Whoa. Or D, a Maryland player twice flashed the middle finger during the game um, as, a, as a result of like calls he didn't agree with. I, I really got to go with the fish helmet one. That's just too good not to choose. Yeah, you got to wish that was true. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was just that a Maryland player flipped off a ref twice during the game. Oh, my gosh. That's not even. I know. That's not hilarious. No, I know. What it's a bunch not. of prudes. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, though, boy, that was real. That shook a community. That was really unsportsmanlike. Yeah, I guess so. You'd have to, like, stab a player these days, I feel like, to. <laughs> oh, several. Yeah. Like yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Question number three, uh, piggybacking off of that last one. What the hell is a terrapin? That was going to be my question for you. Okay. I feel like I've heard this word lately, but I don't know Let's where find or why. Okay. If you did. Okay. A, a turtle species native to Maryland. B, a component of a ship's mast. C, an early name for an oyster hunter. Or D, a Maryland delicacy consisting of a hot dog covered in seawater. <laughs> covered in seawater yeah just kind of ladled on there warm seawater <laughs> over cannot, a hot dog that cannot Maryland be true. delicacy <laughs> a terrapin uh, as a hot dog connoisseur i know that to be false no just um i okay can you say the first three again <laughs> yeah a turtle species native to maryland a component of a ship's mast or an early name for an oyster hunter oyster hunter 
question mark? Mm-mm. I'm Damn. sorry. This is a tough one, by the way. Yeah. I'm not pulling any punches here. It is a, it's just a turtle species native to Maryland. Wow. Okay. Why did I think I had seen that word recently then? I don't Terrible. think I've been researching Maryland turtles. Are you thinking of terpene, which is in like <sighs> wines? Is that what I'm thinking? <laughs> I don't know. Turpentine? I should quit while so, I'm not. Yeah, I have no Maybe idea. Maybe I'm thinking of turpentine, yeah. <laughs> Terrapin. So they were the the turtles, this team? Yeah, they were the Maryland turtles. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. During their uh, their rivalry with the, the Navy midshipmen, there was like a, the Navy created a, um, a poster for one of the games where there's a sailor reading a, a, a recipe book and dunking a turtle into a boiling water. Whoa, that is yeah, just harsh. just to goad them. I know it's pretty rough. Yeah. Also, I love the idea that this grudge or whatever lasted for forty years just because somebody got flipped off. They were just like, we are, yeah, we are not <laughs> apologizing. <laughs> like, yeah, that was the end of it. They they let like their their contract lapse or whatever, and then it didn't start up again until like two thousand five or something. These games. Wow. Wild. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Question number four. How effed up is the world's largest crab species, the Japanese spider crab? A, not that effed up, only a two-foot leg span. B, (laughs) a little effed up, broken grow to a five-foot leg span. C, pretty damn effed up. This freak can get up to an eight-foot leg span. Or D, totally nuclear nightmare effed up. Man, this thing can have a 12-foot leg span. He could hold on to the edges of a trampoline. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. No, no, no. These photos of dudes holding on to them. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Would you like to hear those options again? <laughs> well, I wa- oh, is it the super mega effed up one? Yes. 12-foot leg span, Karen. 12-foot? You're No, 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 no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yes. Do you, you want to see photo? photos? Kind of. Oh my god. Maybe. Oh my god. I had to close this tab. I couldn't oh my keep gosh. it open. Like, yeah, I'm very anxious right now just thinking about this. Ooh. Mamma mia. Where is All it going? Right. How are you sharing this Let with me? me? Just that's a good question. How should I do this? There's a little chat function here, right? I'm gonna message there it to is. you in our Okay. Original news break. Giant spider crab is so large that it has the largest leg span of any anthropod arthropod arthropod oh boy no mm-mm, mm-mm, yep. no they look like look spiders and they're fr- oh my god okay i hadn't scrolled down to see their front claws and how long they are they're like extra long this is insane oh god you're right i hadn't either oh geez it's like the length of a human foot just their oh. like big front claws their their front yeah. legs are so long oh my god because they have okay like eight eight normal legs with just little like yeah. terrifying pointy They're claws. They're decapods. They have 10 freaking legs. Yeah, and then their two front legs are just extra long and crazy with the little yeah, uh, so big. claws at the front. Oh my god, awful. I hate this. Yeah, sorry. Okay, in the US, the Japanese spider crab is only seen in aquariums. That's the last line of this terrifying article. Whoa, is, they have them in an aquarium? Apparently. Dude, I actually kind of want to see that. Yeah. All right. Wow, just so effed up. Yeah, that's the most effed up thing I could possibly imagine. So thanks for that. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Moving right along. Number five. 
The uh, giant crab of Greek myth Carcinos did what to Heracles, the Greek equivalent of the Roman Hercules, while aiding the Hydra in its battle against the hero. So what did the giant crab Carcinos do to Heracles during this battle? The crab bit him on his little toesies. The crab bopped him on his nose. The crab pinched him on his tushy. Or the crab entranced him by dancing suggestively an act that Heracles later recounted in his autobiography as the, quote, closest thing he's ever experienced to love. <laughs> I am just picturing now, like, a giant crab kind of standing on its back legs, and it has a little, um, like, a belly dancer skirt and a little veil exactly. over its mouth. <laughs> yep, that's exactly <laughs> what I pictured. It's gyrating. I mean, saw. <laughs> in the artist's rendition of this true event. Oh man, did it um what was the pinched his pinched his bum? A was crab bit him on his little toesies, B was uh-huh. crab bopped him on the nose, or C was crab pinched him on his tushy. Pinched him on his tushy. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. You perv, you wish. <laughs> I'm just freak. going with, with I'm going with what answers I want to be true this round. I love that. And that's really what Tony's Quiz Corner is about. It has absolutely nothing to do with your score. But the crab did bite him on his little toesies, and then Heracles crushed him with his foot. Oh, so we're, I was thinking it was a giant crab. Yeah, so we're just talking a little... No, it little is crab. a giant crab. I can't tell you exactly how the crushing worked, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's a big crab. All right, well... Maybe he smushed him up like grapes. Maybe he walked all over and into him. I don't know. Yeah, but imagine trying to smush uh, one of those giant Japanese crabs we just saw. Oh. Yeah, good luck Ugh. with that. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It'd be like trying to step through a a tree. <laughs> you know, like a big tree branch. Yeah. Give me a <sighs> flamethrower right. to fight one of those guys. Not my Absolutely. one little foot. Cool, sweet, sick, dude. <laughs> All right. Question number six. Which of the following, according to the SpongeBob fan wiki page, is not true of the show's iconic Krabby Patty? You familiar with a Krabby Patty, Karen? Of course. I know Krabby Patty. Of course you are. You know what you're doing. (laughs) All right. So which of these is not true, according to the SpongeBob fan wiki page? A, they are entirely vegetarian. B, when too many are eaten in a short period of time, the consumer will gain severe fat deposits in their thighs and then explode. C, giving up Krabby Krabby Patties entirely can cause withdrawal symptoms, including severe stomach issues and cognitive disorders. Mm -hmm. Or D, Burger King's attempt at faithfully recreating a live, a real-life version, including seaweed-infused bun, was its most reviled menu item ever. Which of these is not true? Oh, right. Not true. That it is vegetarian? Wrong. Oh my in- gosh, I'm zero for <laughs> however many. No, you're one. You got the giant crab one. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, according to the show's lore, they are entirely vegetarian. Uh, huh. But D, Burger King never attempted to faithfully recreate a real-life version, including seaweed-infused bun. Wow. I just assumed that was absolutely true, that they tried to, to market I know. that. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't, okay. that, isn't that a sad yeah. commentary on our modern I know. And I also assume that it culture. sucked and everyone hated it. So, <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Honestly, well, that was... I, I can't say for certain they didn't do that. So <laughs> yeah. but I did make it up. <laughs> that was that was a real good one. Thank You're you. real That's good at making up false answers. You know exactly what I want to choose <laughs> and what I want to be true. I know. It's really just me <laughs> just playing you like a fiddle. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. Everyone, in, everyone enjoys it. Yeah. Especially the me, fiddle. even though I lose every time. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I did want to just quickly leave you off on with a uh, September 10th cancer horoscope, cancer mm-hmm. being the crab, from astrology.com. I know that neither of us are cancers, but I thought maybe this would speak to you know, one of our listeners, even though our mom is the only one that listens. Um, <laughs> the moon continues its journey through your sign this morning, sweet crab, forming a sweet connection with Neptune that will bring forth spiritually charged and comforting dreams. Consider giving yourself permission to sleep in and relish the lofty vibes Sunday has to offer, especially when Luna faces off with Pluto, reminding you of the importance of self-care. You'll notice a shift mid-morning when the moon enters Leo, bringing a supportive and energizing energy to the table. I didn't notice none of that. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking nonsense. I did sleep in, but I didn't notice any Pluto battling... But maybe that's just yeah, me. I'm yeah. just real not in touch with the. Well, you're not crab. a cancer, right? Wait, what are you? I'm a Leo, but I've actually, uh, anytime I have looked into astrology, I've always identified more with cancer. You know how some oh, people are like, okay. you've got your sign, but then you've got your real sign that you identify with. Oh, but anyway, okay. maybe I'm not a cancer because I didn't identify with none of that. Yeah, no, no, no. You definitely you would have felt that Neptune was bringing forth spiritually charged and comforting dreams last night, I guess. Or maybe that'll be tonight. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I bet I'll just have dreams of giant crabs trying to attack me. (laughs) Yeah, almost certainly. (laughs) Yeah. I just like that it refers to the reader as a sweet crab. Sweet crab, I know. But it almost make me uh, crave crab cakes, even without the sweet smell of (laughs) seawater. Oh, God, not me, dude. It's going to be a year. Never want crab cakes again. No, not really. Uh, man. Well, once again, we've cooked up some disappointing <laughs> dishes. Yep. Yeah. It's fun, though. We had fun while we did it. No, actually, we didn't. Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, any last thoughts, Karen, before we bid farewell? Only that I still have not been able to locate a picture of Hans van Dorn, uh, and I apologize to our readers. Readers? I forgive you. Keep me updated, though. Readers? (laughs) I will. Maybe I'll have an update on that next time. All right. Well, signing off, this is Karen and Tony Green saying, sweet dreams, you sweet crabs. Keep it crabby. Chewing sounds. sounds.